G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, let's turn some attention today to something that really is ahead of all of us because we're all growing a year older with every birthday. And some of us who came to Christ and were part of churches in our younger years, we've recognised that there are some things that change as the years go by, as the decades passed. And with an ageing generation of baby boomers, church looks different today in some churches than others. Some are quite comfortable with an older style format. Others are updating because they think we better change to reach the needs of a younger generation. Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on what some call the cult of youth. And Bill Muhlenberg back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, we're all getting a little older and (laughs) we might all have a favourite church age. Uh, The things that worked best for us, the things that might reflect the golden years of our own uh, Christian experience. Um, We do change, though. We get older and even our preferences for the way church looks change, don't they? Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, well, some are older than others. You still seem to be a spring chicken, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm plenty gray hair and I'm getting old. So, yeah, I mean, you can notice a, a bit of a shift. I mean, obviously, well, the West we know, obviously, America, Australia, the West, absolutely obsessed with youth and young people, right? Anything of popular culture, TV, movies, music, advertising, you name it, media, it's all obsessed with young people. So you might expect the world to do that. But of course, we see in many ways this kind of creeping into our churches. And that's really what I'm writing about here. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, it's again the old story, biblical balance, right? Uh, we certainly want children, young people, youth in our churches and maybe in some roles of ministry. But on the other hand, there's a lot to be said about, oh, well, older people, uh, you know, maturity, wisdom, experience, all great things that often just come with time, right? They don't come overnight. So if some churches are maybe pushing more to get young people into leadership and maybe, worse yet, even kind of pushing out some of the older ministers or leaders or pastors, uh, that might be a problem. And uh, in my piece, I actually quote from one, well, person most of your listeners would know of. We may discuss him. Uh, But yeah, it's not just me. Others are noting that, gee, sometimes maybe we're not treating our older Christians, especially Christian leaders, the way we maybe ought to be doing. Uh, Bill, when we try and glean some biblical wisdom on this, uh, not quite so cut and dried and easy because it's really quite a recent phenomenon Uh, That when you think about a a young person's service and you've got uh, loud amplified music and modern (laughs) music styles and smoke machines and uh, lighting (laughs) effects, all of these sorts of things that uh, for a lot of churches actually have become part commonplace, uh, even part of the worship service. But 
I mean, up to the last 50 years, uh, those things were not even an issue. So gleaning biblical wisdom from first century was probably a whole lot easier passing on from one generation to another. It's something of a modern concern that we have about these sorts of things. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple of things. Uh, well, the whole issue of music and worship styles, right? I mean, today, many of the bigger churches at least accommodate for that simply that, you know, they'll have an earlier service, more conventional hymns, right, for the older folks, and then maybe a later or evening service with more of the popular music of the young. Uh, so you kind of get a split there between old and young. And other things as well we can do to kind of see a split. I mean, this whole idea of youth ministry is another discussion, right? Some Christians actually think, you know, we shouldn't have a separate youth ministry or have a separate Sunday school for kids while the adults are in church. We really should keep them all together. But that's a kind of another topic. Uh, but the point is, as uh, we've said here, many churches today are kind of focusing on young people. They think, well, they even say, some of them, in order to attract the young, we have to have young leaders. We have to have young pastors and so on. Uh, whether or not that's true, but as you say, the Bible itself gives us different prescriptions here. On the one hand, right, Paul could tell Timothy, you know, don't let anybody despise your youth, right? So there's a place for young people. But Paul could also say, also in the pastoral epistles, right, uh, you should not have a recent convert in a position of authority and leadership. He might become uh, puffed up and conceited, right? So you get right there in the pastorals uh, this biblical balance. On the one hand, there's a place for youth in leadership roles. On the other hand, let's be careful not to rush or push some, at least a new convert, too quickly into positions of authority. So, uh, again, biblical balance there as well. But how we deal with all this and the way forward, a lot of questions do come up. Is it the case, Bill, do you think, when you've got appropriate young leaders who are clearly gifted and you want to put them into positions of leadership and influence and, mm. you know, they're the ones who are leading a church, as long as you've got an appropriate eldership oversight, mm. uh, what are your thoughts here for eldership? And does eldership yeah. actually straddle a whole lot of these controversies over mm -hmm. who's young and uh, who the target audience might be? What do you think about elders in all of this? Yeah, well, you raise some good points. Uh, on the one hand, this idea of kind of a balanced, right? You have the older guard, the seniors who've been around, a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, maturity. Uh, working with the younger, I think that's probably a good way to go, where you don't just have all the young or you don't just have all the old, but maybe a combination in a church or a parachurch group. Uh, and again, it's partly just the idea of pushing somebody too quickly into positions of authority. I think the last time we talked, right, uh, we mentioned the Jesus Revolution film. And I had mentioned I was at Calvary Chapel once in California and uh, a young playboy bunny who had gotten saved got up during this church service, gave a quick testimony. It wasn't, you know, such a... Uh, a great or deep testimony. I mean, it was obvious she was probably only saved, what, weeks or months. And so others even noted at the time, you know, there can be a tendency where we take some celebrity or some new person who's got a bit of razzmatazz, put them right up on the stage, on the platform, 
give them a microphone, put them in the spotlight, and maybe that's not always the best thing. So the same here, I guess. Uh, great to have youth, uh, especially their zeal and excitement and energy. And God can use young people, study the history of revival, and sometimes you'll see right? Children had a, a, a role, even young children in revival. So God can do it. But uh, the general principle, let them grow a bit, mature a bit, get discipled a bit, uh, learn and grow a bit. Uh, I think that's healthy and wise. Sure, try to nurture them, put them in positions of leadership. Uh, I, I could even tell my own story quickly. I got saved out of a hippie background, went to a church, was very excited, learned early on. I like to teach, so I think, I'm not sure when, maybe a year or two in, one of the pastors said, would you like to teach one of our Sunday school classes or at least one session? So I did. I prepared, I think, on the Gospel of John. He had me record it, right? He listened to it later, and he said, okay, here's some good points. Here's maybe some weak points. So that's how he kind of, right— uh, led me in to start doing some teaching as a young person in the church. So that was probably a good approach. Uh, take it slow and easy, uh, check them out, and give them some advice on the way. And, uh, of course, I've done plenty of teaching since. So uh, a lot we can think about here and learn. Sounds like you were the beneficiary of those elders, those yeah. older people in church who saw the light in the sense of Unless we raise up these young leaders, uh, we yeah, need yeah. to be thinking of succession plans of yeah. who's going to replace us when we're too yeah. old to be elders. And there might be a too old time too. Interesting, isn't it, when you've got the older people in leadership preferring the young and having an eye on raising them up into leadership roles. Mm. That's one way of going. But if you've got younger people pushing out the old, yeah. does that actually breach what we might call a barrier that reaches into ageism, young mm -hmm. people who are, are, you know, in some ways prejudiced against the older. What are, yeah. you thought, what are your thoughts about ageism? <laughs> well, yeah, that's there as well. Uh, you know, in the secular world, you, you could get sued for, right, discrimination based on age. Uh, so, you know, there's protocol there. But in the churches, often that is happening. And this fellow I mentioned, Cole Stringer, uh, many of your listeners know he, he was complaining about this in a recent piece. A lot of more elderly pastors and leaders he knew were kind of being sidelined, pushed out, and almost, well, almost in a discriminatory fashion. So uh, it's something we have to think about. And by the way, even that word, English word elder, well, it kind of means, means what it says, right? Somebody who is older, somebody who has been around for a while. So again, that's not your only criteria for leadership. Uh, but often that's a big part of it. Uh, we don't want to rush young people in too quick, although we do want to train them up, disciple them, and give them a chance to try out. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting mix here. Again, the world around us emphasizes totally young people and almost denigrates and ignores the elderly, unlike, say, Asia, right, which is always known for having respect for the elderly and uh so it's it's the church itself is changing, partly because the culture is changing and we can go too far in the cult of youth. But uh, as you say, there's the balance. There's some churches that only have the old guys and they never let young people get in either. And so they're going to die out by not bringing the next generation in and giving them some responsibility. So uh, again, things uh, pastors and leaders need to think about.
I guess you've got to, if you're thinking of solutions to an age generation issue, uh, there's got to be some level of humility in there. And I guess yeah. the humility starts at the older ages and yeah. uh, because the older ages who are complaining about the young ones, the young ones might not even know they're standing on the toes of yeah, the yeah. older ones. So humility on both sides, I guess, is going yeah. to be one of those necessary ingredients, Bill. Well, yeah, both sides, as you say. I mean, there would be some elderly uh, church leaders who maybe are past their use-by date. Maybe, you know, problems are creeping in. Could be physical things or mental things, right, where they get up and they forget uh, what they're talking about and so on. Well, you know, sometimes we do have to gently say, okay, brother, you've, you know, you got issues here, whether health issues or other things, and maybe you do want to at least lighten your load or be willing to step down. We know of some who don't want to do this, right? They just want to keep at it till they die. And maybe sometimes they do need to be carefully counseled to maybe ease up a bit on their activities. So that's the problem there. The other, of course, with the young and living in a culture, a cult of the young, where you think you're invincible, you can do anything. Hey, I've been a Christian for eight months, and hey, look at me. I'm ready to change the world. Well, praise God again for the zeal and the excitement, but uh, zeal without knowledge and wisdom, as actually Paul writes about as well, can be dangerous. Uh, it's not just zeal. It's zeal combined with wisdom, with insight, knowledge, experience. That's going to make or break you. So, yeah, both sides, the young and the old, <laughs> need uh, lessons in humility, not to think they're indispensable, and that we really need each other, right? When the young need the old, the old need the young. Wonderful insight, Bill. And uh, we all know that you're getting up for the early service on Sunday. But, uh, you know, just appreciating your insight here, because actually, I'm sure that one of the important things here, and I think you and I agree, there's no easy resolution to this. Uh, you've got these generational issues and maybe someone from outside the church looking in with an objective view as to who's passed their use by and even what younger people have as those sorts of virtues and those sorts yep. of gifts to be elevated into positions of leadership, there's got to be something in that. But just, mm -hmm. I know that there'll be some who just appreciate the fact that we're talking about this mm -hmm. and uh, that the old are not forgotten and mm -hmm. uh, there's got to be a place for all of us. And sometimes mm -hmm. that takes a little bit of maneuvering one place to another, a little bit of change that you've got to be expecting. I'll yep. point listeners to your uh, one of your latest articles, The Church and the Cult of Youth. And you'll be able to find that at billmuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, love your insights. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Thanks again, young Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.